Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.
Welcome. This is another episode of Loud and Proud Orlando. Thank you so much for being uh, live with us today. It's Monday, March the 7th, 8.34 p.m. Thank you so much. Uh, you can check us out. Um, my Twitter and my Instagram handle is Pineda underscore RL. I have Dave here with me as well. Before we start, and I want to first and foremost uh, give my most sincere condolences to all the victims uh, of the tragedy that happened in Liga MX game of uh, Querétaro versus Atlas. Um, senseless act of violence shouldn't be condoned in the sport in any way, shape, or form. I, I hope the Mexican Federation uh, is able to punish harshly. Uh, I know that Querétaro was already uh, suspended from all competitions and I think excluded from Liga MX. Uh, I think there should be more repercussions coming in, in their way. Um, hopefully they're able to clean up the mess uh, because we have a World Cup coming in 2026 and the safety of all world-class players are on are in stake. And, uh, you know, I, I just kind of want to end, end it with that. Uh, senseless act of violence should not be condoned. And uh, as a communicator, as a as a podcaster, as a journalist, uh, I definitely stand for, for peace, and especially in the sport, on the verge of having a World Cup happening in Qatar, on the verge of uh, hosting, uh, the United States hosting a World Cup in 2026. Uh, we want uh, everything to go well for the sport, so this just grows and grows and grows and becomes the number one sport in the country. So I want to thank everybody that's online, about 10 people live now. Thank you so much. We're live right now on Twitter at LPO underscore podcast. We're live also on Facebook, Loud and Proud Orlando. We're also live on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Click on the notification bell. Thank you so much. Uh, the ref belongs. Uh, where does it belong, uh, Dave? On OBT, right next to my ex-wife. Um, my friends... Uh, happy Monday, and thank you again for joining us uh, on another episode of Ladon Prado Orlando. Can't tell you how much we, Luis and I, appreciate uh, you guys uh, not only getting with us uh, live here on Monday, but during the week. I know some fellas can't make it uh, to the live uh, show, so thank you very much for uh, you know getting with us during the week and obviously on audio as well. Um, just like we said. I, I also join my thoughts uh, with his. Um, football's entertainment. I love football, regardless of the result. I always have a good time. And we also have to see uh, the opposing fans as, as people who, just like us, they love the sport, they want their team to win. And, uh, you know, they're just regular folks like you and I that have jobs, have families, love the sport. And there's there's absolutely no reason why violence should be brought into the stadium. As a matter of fact, uh, many people uh, from outside of the United States that has been to that have been to uh, Exploria, have sat next to me, have always complimented the fact that at Exploria you see babies, you see families, you see single women. Uh, you don't see any fencing, any barbed wire that prevents fans from mingling. You see fans from different teams sitting right next to each other. Even you see people are married and the husband 
supports one team and the wife supports the other. So hopefully uh, that will never happen here in the United States. Uh, I think it's a deplorable situation and uh, our thoughts are with those folks. Uh, aside from that, uh, this past weekend, uh, Luis, um, our, our boys went to Chicago and our boys won a game. I don't care what the result says, our boys won a game. And we're going to be talking about that today and the reasons why basically uh, we got uh, we got robbed again. Uh, aside from that, listen, we're not going to let you down, just like Orlando City let down the supporters today when the uh, Magnet van never showed up at Lake Eola. I went out of my way, guys, and no Magnets. So, Luis, usher us into the first yeah, topic sure. of the night. Yeah, sure. Uh, we're going we're gonna to dive in into what happened, right? Uh, but before before I do, I want to give this this man right here uh, a very warm happy birthday. I think uh, one of the pillars of our defense, Antonio Carlos, was his birthday today. So I want to give uh, para veins, uh, Antonio Carlos, feliz aniversario. Happy the cool cousin we all wish we had. That's right. Uh, one of the best players right now in Orlando City, and I mean. Just, I mean, it just kind of makes sense of all the training he's done in Brazil. I mean, I mean this guy had a good vacation, but also uh, he worked very hard through vacation to get stronger. So kudos to him. Happy birthday. Hopefully he's enjoying himself. Absolutely. But not to dive in into what happened. Right. I mean, I want to say something. Uh, um, you know, look, Chicago yesterday, um, aside of Shakiri and aside of Pris Vilco and, and, and Pineda, my cousin Mauricio, not really my cousin, but I just like to say that. Um, he, uh, that's it. That's honestly it. I mean, there's really, I mean, I, I just want to say, I mean, I know that it sounds kind of arrogant, but I mean, that's it. I, I don't really see Chicago um, getting far. Uh, they're going to um, attempt to contend and, 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 and do so, and that's great. But I, I don't see him. I mean, yesterday um, they, they they lacked a lot of ideas. Uh, beautiful crowd, obviously, uh, uh, legendary team, one of the first ten teams in the MLS for sure. But Orlando yesterday, I mean, yeah, I, I mean it was not a perfect game, you know. And a lot of people probably say, yeah, it was not a perfect game. There was a lot of people on Facebook saying it was not a perfect game. You know, they were criticizing certain players. Uh, we're on game two, guys. Uh, you know, uh, we're on game two. Uh, this should have been a this should have been a W. Um, I think Oscar is in, and he has he he has obviously he said it on on press conference. Uh, Urso as well, very respectfully. You know, obviously nobody wants to get fined, right? And um, I, I said also. Let's not cry over the spoiled milk. I mean, they robbed us two points. And, and it's just, all I'm going to say is, deficiency was subpar. I mean, this is a gentleman that has uh, a, 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 a resume of bad decisions after bad decisions. Um, he loves yellow cards and, lo and loves red cards. He gave three red cards in a, in a game for, for, for the second division, for, for, the, for the B leagues, right? Um, why would you do that on the B League? I, I just don't understand. But he did it. He, you know, um, David has information about also what he did to Kaka a couple of years back. 
But um, aside of when it comes to the sport, I think Orlando played well. I think we, we saw what Cesar Araujo could do. Uh, we, we, we said it in this show when he first got signed. This is going to be a player that's going to speak volumes to this team. He's going to be uh, that hound dog, that, that big dog right in the mid. He's, gonna, he's not scared of if you're Shakiri, if you're Ronaldo, if you're Messi. He's going to take that ball away from you. That's the physicality of the Uruguayan League. And I think um, a lot of the refs here are not used to that, obviously, because they have not officiated World Cups. They're probably not properly trained. I want to say hello to pro referees. And, and, and you know, but he yesterday, he was one of the cornerstones. Uh, another player that Orlando, to me, was vital was Antonio Carlos right in the back. He played a phenomenal game. Also, John Moutinho had an acceptable game yesterday as well. Uh, and obviously, Pedro Galese, right? I mean, consistency at his finest. Um, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, Junior Urso's shot that got obviously knocked by, knocked in by one of the center backs of Chicago should have been Orlando City goal. We w- should have walked out there with uh, three points. and uh, But, you know, Chicago was just so limited of what they could do in the attack because Sha- the heart of that attack was Shakiri, And without, you know, without Shakiri, without Pineda being, he was so busy. You know, uh, our mid had him so busy. Nobody could get balls to Prishvilko. Nobody could get balls to Prishvilko. So it, it's just we neutralized their key players, and, and that was great to see, for, for me at least. Uh, it gave me a lot of hope of what's to come, and uh, we, we just got to keep pushing forward. We didn't lose, but, I mean, it is a sour note. And, again, you know, they, they pro referees, uh, another bad decision. I don't know how many more bad decisions they're going to do. And I'm just going to throw it out there and I give you, I give you the, the mic right now. Um, pro referees, if they're going to have this behavior against any club in the MLS, they should not officiate World Cup. They should not officiate uh, NWSL Challenge Cup. They should not officiate the final of USL. They should not, they should not officiate that. They're not, they're not up to, I mean, they're not up to par. You know, and, and, and if we expect for this sport to grow in this country, we need to get either an entity that's going to regulate these people, right, to properly make sure that they're trained by the book, FIFA rules, right, and, and, and follow them accordingly, or um, somebody that wants to be an entrepreneur, bring your own brand of referees that are properly trained and, and maybe talk to Infantino and maybe see what happens. Because honestly, I don't see no future and I, and I will hate to have, you know, two years from now, 2026, uh, you know, three years from now, four years from now, 2026, pro referees are going to officiate the World Cup. They'll be disastrous, disastrous. They cannot officiate a normal MLS game like this. And they, this is not the first time they do this to us, by the way. They do this to Orlando City or Orlando Pride. Um, this is constant. It has been, it has become a joke, you know. Um, give you the mic, uh, Dave. Go, go go through. Yeah, thank you, Luis. Uh, so I, I, while I I go over the following information, I would like for you to highlight the comments of Felix Quijano and Daniel Phillips. Um, first of all, I wanna I wanna thank the the away support that we had in Chicago. 
You guys are superb on what you do. Um, yeah. Very, very well attended. I mean, Chicago in March is not, uh, it's not on the top of the list for me on things to do. You guys were there. You guys supported the team and the, the, and the guys know. So Felix asked, um, it's, uh, it's sad how some fans are saying Torres is a bus only after two games. I saw that. It's coming from uh, people really? on Facebook, my friends. I encourage you to, to like stop listening to, to them because it, it's 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 counterproductive. It's just gonna raise your blood pressure. I already have blood blood, uh, blood pressure issues. That's why I stay out of it. You know, one thing is to say idiotic things just just to throw them out there, like 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 apes throwing feces, and the other one is making uh, compelling arguments, and this is not one of them. The other one, Daniel Phil, uh, Daniel Phillips. Uh, what are your thoughts on the win during the game? It looked pretty intense at times. Maybe contributed to the missed passes and long balls. Well, I can tell you this. Uh, uh, I spoke with uh, our good friend uh, Sergio Ruiz Torres, who is the uh, Spanish language announcer. I spoke with people that were there at the game. They said that the uh, surface was lumpy. Uh, also, that uh, the grass was very high, and the stadium is right on the shores of Lake Michigan, so the wind was excessive. If, if, you, if you go back to uh, the highlights or if you record the game, you can see uh, like, like plastic bags and things flying all over the place. That definitely affected the performance for both teams. One of the things, one of the main problems that I have with playing in NFL stadiums is the quality of the pitch. Obviously, we can hammer all day and make fun of people because it's turf. At least turf is consistently flat even though it takes away from the game. Uh, but in this situation, uh, it was uh, uh, real grass, as far as I know. Uh, it was not properly taken care of. Uh, you got to remember that in American football, it really doesn't matter if the surface is slumpy or, or, so, or soggy or whatever, because the game, it's all in the air. The ball never touches the ground. When it comes to football, our brand of football, it's, it's imperative that the surface is of quality. And, uh, you know, again, I know that a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, uh, we packed the house. That's great. Well, if you pack the house, let's do so in soccer-specific stadiums. You know, there's no, nobody's stopping you from building a 70,000-seat soccer-specific stadium. But if we're going to go back 20 years into the past and take our league back with us to the surfaces, unfortunately, we are not going to go anywhere. Now, I would like to point out, my friends, that uh, both teams uh, went out with a formation of 4-2-3-1. Uh, Oscar Pareja continues to use uh, what basically is the uh, standard, the starter pack, if you will, of um, formations for football. Adrian Heath was super successful for six years here with that, and we are getting results, so I don't see what should we change. Uh, our starting lineup was Galese, Moutinho, Schlegel, uh, obviously Schlegel filling in for uh, Robin Jansen. Antonio Carlos, Juan Urso, uh, Cesar Araujo, who received uh, great reviews from a lot of oh, talking yeah. heads in MLS. Uh, a lot of people are already uh, singing praises that this kid may take the newcomer newcomer of the year award uh how they rebranded the rookie of the year award um benjamin shell uh mauricio pereira facundo torres and pato now we had uh we had three um substitutions we didn't use all five to stick this game 52nd minute i can for michelle 72 minute cut for pato 
88 minute Perea for Torres. And we had two yellow cards in the 90th minute, uh, Cesar Araujo, and uh, in the uh, in the stoppage time, 90 plus three, Galeza for time wasting. There was a uh, late scratch off, and that was uh, Sylvester Van der Water uh, for medical reasons. I am speculating as a betting man that probably his wife went into labor, and that's the reason why the late scratch off. As far as I know, people that were at the uh, at the training. Right. Um, you know, he was in perfect condition. There shouldn't be a reason why uh, he will be uh, absent. I've been monitoring his social media. He's completely dark. So uh, I hope that is good news and that soon we'll be hearing that he has a brand new son. And, and that's exciting. As a father, I know what it feels like to be a dad for the first time. And, and it's exciting times for them. Uh, there were 21 fouls, my friend, for um, Chicago, 14 for us. And uh, there was five yellow cards for Chicago, two for us. I, I don't understand, uh, Luis, what was happening with the yellow cards. This man basically probably forgot them in the uh, in the dressing room. Uh, there was nine shots for Chicago, five for Orlando. There was a 51.3% possession for Chicago, 487 for Orlando. Uh, on paper, technically, there was no shots on goal. That's a lie. We had a goal on the 74th minute. Yeah, we had a goal. Right, that was uh, that was disallowed, and um, to be quite honest, we said last week. I said it that uh, this was not a good team, and that uh, we were going to go to Chicago and smash them, and we did exactly just that. But my friends, and with this, I give the microphone back to Luis. We cannot beat the guy with the cards in the pocket. We can. It, that guy is undefeated in any league in the world. So, unfortunately, that was a bad result. Uh, I am proud of the boys. They went. They got the result. Um, I, I saw the, the the questions that you asked uh, Junior Urso and Oscar Pareja after the fact. And, uh, you know, I fell for Junior Urso. He's a complete professional uh, when he gave you the answers. Obviously, like you said, he doesn't want to get fined. But you, he cannot mask the being upset. And uh, if you, my friends, have watched my latest video on my vlog, The Legendary David, on YouTube, I said that so much effort, so much time, so much money, so much everything goes into a team's season. So when these arbitrary decisions, when the uh, uh, referee is the one uh, basically dictating the outcome of the games, this affects a lot of people, and that's not fair. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it is. It is. I mean, his record is just appalling. I mean, I'm gonna, cut, I'm gonna stop the this picture here of the lineups. I'll, I'll go back to that. But I mean, just look at this. I mean, um, three five twenty two, uh, seven yellow cards. Uh, he was a fourth official with the Titans, Philadelphia. But then he hosted uh, a game. I think it's for. El Paso Liberty or something like that. I'm I'm, I'm assuming it's um, uh, El Paso it's, Locomotive. Right, Paso Locomotive. That's USL, right? That's USL. Ah, uh, yes, USL Championship. Yeah. So, so it's USL Championship. Four yellow cards. Then uh, last October, another USL game. Five yellow cards on a nil-nil game. And then here we go. San Jose Earthquakes against Austin, four yellow cards. Now, look at this one in September of September uh, 18 of 2021. Three red cards on a 1-0 win for San Antonio. 
Seven yellow cards. Do you understand that? I mean, this is insane. Even not even not even the NWSL gets away from it. She he gave two yellow cards against Gotham. Well, you know, on Gotham on the Gotham game. You know, so he has a tendency of just relying on um you know just getting the yellow card. Either he has not read the book, the FIFA book of the rules, or he's just making his own judgment. Uh, I mean, you, you shouldn't you shouldn't give away that many yellow cards. If we want to improve the sport in this country, we shouldn't stand for we shouldn't have a a, a referee that officiates this badly. Then Absolutely. he screws he the owner of FC Cincinnati, uh, citing the colleague Pat Brennan here in Twitter, on twenty eighteen. He puts, you know, referee is mere Peckmick. Alan Cock was not pleased with how officiated the match. Disparity in fouls conceded was plus six for FC Cincinnati and plus one in yellow cards issued, right? And 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 that, to me, needs to change. Then we have our own Ricardo Moreira, which I completely agree with him here. Further review, three minutes, not clear and obvious, not at all. Hence the name of the title of this show today. Uh, again, we move because that's the only thing we can do, guys. That's it. I mean, we were the better team yesterday. Whether Chicago's gonna troll, which they already did when I tweeted that, and you know, they're putting baby faces, you know, saying, you know, with purple shirts and all that stuff, it's cute and all, but we were the better team yesterday. I mean, Chicago needs to definitely check on their investments and see. I mean, if if a kid like Araujo can neutralize, um, Shakira, yeah. like this. Mm. And Luis, I, mean, I will say, I will say this, my friend. It's all fun and games when the decision goes your way. But then, if you're gonna laugh at us, don't expect our sympathies when it goes your way. And that's the problem, my friends. In MLS, if we, as a fan base, as as as, as fans, we don't unite against the indecency of this league, understanding there's a problem with the officiating. And then profiting by creating a show on Mondays sponsored by Pringles or Cheese It or whatever salty snack is out there. They're bad for you. Don't eat them. So the, that's that's the problem. That that to me is is spitting on my cupcake and calling it frosting. You don't do that. So uh, before I go into the information that I have for the bar, Luis, I would like to uh, read some comments, if you please. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, Daniel Phillips says, Chicago plays an ugly brand of football. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they did. It was, it was, it was, uh, I mean, aside of the goal, I mean, I, I was, I was in my, I was watching it in my car, uh, on, on my dash, on, on my phone. And I, I, I screamed so loud. Like my, my wife was like, what are you doing? Uh, Matthew says, uh, yeah, I was confused when he got a yellow. No, that's right. Victor Rivera, that time wasting call was horrible. Watch and count how long the other keeper held the ball and no yellow card. Victor Rivera, those Facebook posts are not even worth reading. It's a bitch fest. They want a miracle to happen on day one. It's just, uh, unfortunately, it's, um, I mean, it's going to sound snobby, but a lot of it is soccer IQ. I mean, it's just, unfortunately, they're not used to watching the sport for a long time. So, I mean, they don't even know what Peñarol is. So, I mean, it's just crazy, right? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, again, we move on. Ahmed Salim, can you imagine a call like that in European leagues, Premier League, et cetera? Of course. He'd probably be fired. Hard to place down. 
<laughs> he, he, he'll probably he'll probably be gone and the owners yes. of those clubs will request for this guy to be gone and he will Absolutely. be gone in south america as well i mean first and foremost i mean uh he he, he will be held accountable there are entities for refs in each country i mean in, in peru they have uh it's called conare it's like um you know it's for referees mm -hmm. and they they overrule and then they also have fifa overrule so yeah. they, they, they get double accountability. So I'm just saying. Daniel Phillips, what are your thoughts on the win? Yeah, we already went that one. Pretty... Over that one. Yep. And yeah, then yeah. obviously, right. So, so Luis, so I, I, um, a little bit of background for the, for the fans here about VAR. Uh, VAR was introduced in 2018 uh, to the rules of the game by the International Football Association Board. This is the committee that reviews basically the constitution of world football, which FIFA oversees, of course. Um, why was VAR created? was created to minimize interference and maximize benefit. And uh, my sarcastic self will ask, was that necessary yesterday? Did, achieve, did it achieve that? And the purpose, the main purpose, the main reason why is a tool, is to correct clear and obvious errors. So these are the players uh, in the decision of taking the goal away. Soren Stoika, as we have mentioned before, he was the VAR. Uh, he's of Romanian nationality, 46 years old. We happen to be born the same year. Uh, on July 5th, this is his claim to fame. On July 5th, 2015, at Salt Lake City, he sent off Kaká for the first time in his career. That was a straight red. My opinion should have been probably a yellow. And I, I remember that. at the time. I remember at the time. Uh, he. Uh, uh, the, excuse the, the noise in the background. Uh, uh, I, I remember at the time. Um, the Salt Lake City. The Real Salt Lake. Um, organization was super angry at this uh they had sold so many tickets they actually had to move the game from rio tinto to to uh i believe the university of utah's stadium because everybody wanted to see kaka and what does this clown do he sends the superstar in the first half after kaka had scored and if uh for those that don't remember then obviously rsl capitalized score tie the game one one uh but uh but people were furious at mls uh, you know, this is a Ballon d'Or, a world champion, uh, and uh, and you send him up for the first time in his career at, in MLS. Very Mickey Mouse. Um, then uh, the assistant VAR uh, was Claudio Adea. Uh, his claim to fame, uh, he has been an AR in the league for a very long time. Uh, last year he had 23 games. And uh, the referee was Ismir uh, Pet Mick, who's an American, by the way, Claudio is also an American. Uh, this was his first game in MLS for 2022. And uh, as Luis has pointed out, uh, the man has been very inconsistent. Uh, now, one of the things that I learned, because I don't claim that I know everything, and uh, doing my research, I learned something new. So let's put our thinking caps here. Um, when a uh, situation happens on the field, the VAR goes to the referee. This is the process that is done in every country in the world. The VAR suggests to the referee that something needs to be reviewed. That referee has 
the authority to wave that off and say, no, it's okay. I'm satisfied with what I saw on the pitch. Or he can make the sign of the TV and go to perform what is called a OFR, on-field review, which is basically what we all see in the stadium and at home. Right. Um, the, uh, the screen that you see there uh, is supposed to provide different angles of the situation. Now, I was telling Luis before we started recording that that is subjective because the cameras uh, that cover the field are installed by the hosting team. Um, and it depends how much they want to spend, how much they want to, wh which angles they want to choose. Sometimes cameras can be blocked by fans, flags, can be hit by balls and tipped over, and they are deemed useless. One of the things that I found out is that there's several different companies that sell VAR systems, and each league determines which company to go with based on price, quality, uh, offers, just like anything else. I was under the impression that it, VAR was the same across the board, and that's not the case. Unfortunately, we don't know which company uh, is uh, MLS using. Probably not a good one because they're cheap. And uh, last, this, is, this I found incredibly uh, surprising, Luis. Studies show that factual decisions like offside or mistaken identity are more successful than subjective situations such as penalties or goals. That means that in the decisions of awarding penalties or disallowing goals, the, 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 the problem is, is that we continue to have human error in the mix because, unfortunately, the person making the decisions are human. That is imperfect. And last, rugby and cricket make the audio available to the audience to the audience to be to be able to listen to live fifa has been asked several times uh to do the same and they are citing uh technology and money and a bunch of different excuses to not do that which in my opinion uh is a lack of transparency now what fifa considers a successful fofr or on the field review 80 seconds 80 seconds where they consider a successful, sufficient amount of time uh, to review any play. Unfortunately, I believe we went to the three-minute mark. Am yeah, three minutes. This is ridiculous. Yeah, go ahead, man. Oh, so uh, so basically, that's that's the situation there with with this. Um, uh, like I said, I uh, I was upset. Uh, it. To me, it's telling with when when fans of opposing teams, including some Chicago fans, uh, that that basically say, "Hey, you guys got robbed." Uh, to me, like I was telling you, the transparency needs to be there. Fans all in the world over uh, tend to accept corruption, nepotism, and all the isms in the world uh, because they live them in school. Uh, in their uh, religious congregations, uh, in their families, at jobs, uh, in local or uh, national governments. You know, we're used to seeing people that get their jobs because of who they know, uh, get their jobs because, you know, my dad is so-and-so, uh, get their jobs because they contributed too much money. Uh, we are used to seeing corruption all over the place. But when it comes to the sport, we tend to demand uh, transparency and fairness because we are the economical engine of these leagues. Me, Luis, everybody that is watching, everybody that is listening, uh, contribute 
to the league. MLS without the fans is nothing. There's no money to be made, nobody to watch, no reason to exist. So why are we going to create environments in which we are going to anger the, the user, anger the, uh, the, the people who, who this product is, 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 is sold to by allowing this, this, this situation to continue? And, and with this, I, I conclude. I send you, um, uh, Luis, I don't know if you have it. I sent you a, 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 it was a screenshot of a tweet from, from a listener that, uh, that was describing that the rule that was applied to this decision has actually has been changed by, by FIFA and have we been implementing the 22, 22 rules in this season Again, the same situation with uh, Pedro Gales a few years back when he was sent off and already reviewed the rule, uh, that goal would have stood. So, you know, to me, we're always one step behind in all these situations. It just happens that Orlando City right. is always uh, in, the, in, in the bad spot. But, uh, but that's, um, that's basically, that's basically uh, my, uh, my little uh, rabbit hole when it comes to VAR. Right, and when it talk, and, and to quote Austin David here, right, he, he was he was writing about what Peg makes said about the VAR decision. Our good friend Austin David, I want to say hello to him. Uh, Orlando number nine deliberately handled the ball using his arm in the attacking face of play that led to the scoring of the Orlando goal. So, I mean, I play soccer, right? I'm not Messi. I'm not Ronaldo, right? Certainly, I'm not. Obviously, clearly, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even like the sub of the sub. I'm, I'm, you know. But I know that when you have two defenders, and I'm gonna go ahead and put this picture here now. When you have, let's say, two defenders, right? Because this is this is an after the fact picture, right? No one raised their hand, right? No one raised their hand. Shakir was looking down, but before that, you had a line of four people, and Kara was facing to the left side of, of him. And when you have- Facing to, the AR, by the way. Right, facing, facing the, the AR, that's right. So when, you, when, when the ball comes down, automatically a player goes like this, automatically. Because you have to make sure with this arm, the players right here, right? You're cutting their, 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 their vision. You know, and so, and then with this arm, in case somebody else is coming, I mean, you're gonna just go like this. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna, you know, especially with the chest, you go like this. So, I mean, I just don't understand how come this is something so basic, right? And 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 it was disallowed. I mean, and Luke, if so you look at if you look at the fans that are behind. The uh, the behind the um, the goal, and again, I apologize for the noise in the background. Uh, you see that nobody, nobody's, nobody's doing this. Nobody's going for the hand. And last, uh, I would like to point out that some people have said, "Hey, I saw some people raising their hands," but they were trying to signal to the AR, "Hey, he's offside." Right, because you always do that because you're trying to trick the other player. I mean. It's just one one oh one, and what I'm trying to say is this: if we're trying, if the league is trying to get serious, if the league is trying to get serious, we're going to be hosting a World Cup. It is a big deal, 
this is a game changer for the United States and Canada uh, when it comes to the sport. We need to take this serious and these mistakes cannot occur. I understand it's an MLS game. It's just a regular MLS game. But mistakes like this cannot occur. I understand that we're human. People make mistakes and all of that. But this has just happened to Orlando City season after season. Not once in a season. Not twice. Sometimes three times in a season. And it's just, it's just not good. Because it tarnishes uh, a good game that Orlando City had. Which we're going to actually talk about, you know, talk about this now. Um, just kind of focus more on the, on the football aspect on the soccer aspect. I mean, and then I'll give you the mic. Uh, personally, as, as I already said, right, to me, uh, you have, you know, the pressing of Orlando City in the in, in the mid. You know, Orlando City, they just applied a high press that, you know, you should have with players of the caliber of Cesar Araujo, Junior Urso, Sebastian Mendes, you're supposed to have the high press. Something that's so good to see now, even though a lot of people are saying that we should change our midfielders. I don't know what kind of midfielders we're supposed to have, but I mean, I think uh, we, the only problem I have is that we generated a lot of turnovers to a limited team like Chicago because they were falling on the high press, but we did not we're able to find ways to create a scoring chance going forward. Um, that, to me, I think we need to improve on that. It's just a little thing that I, that I viewed. Um, Facundo is still having a hard time to get himself, um, you know, he, he, he gets himself open, but no one passes the ball. It's, it's just a matter of just chemistry. I think that needs to come game after game after game. It's getting better for sure, uh, especially with Ruan, with Pereira. It's getting much better. But I think uh, once we get that on the lockdown, I mean, we're, we're going to have a lot of firing power. We're going to have a lot of firing power. Uh, great game by Rodrigo Schlegel, in my opinion. I think uh, Rodrigo Schlegel stepped in and he started uh, with a lot of confidence. Um, and obviously you know, it was Gales' game as well. So uh, Chicago was playing very physical. Um, I think when it comes, looking at the other side, uh, obviously Sheridan Shakiri was um, the best player to me in, in, in that mid, even though it was properly contained by Cesar Araujo. Uh, Sofa's score only gave him a 6.7 because he had a yellow card. He should have been at least a 7.5 in my opinion. And then the other, the other two that I would say they had a good game uh, was Mauricio Pineda and uh, Omsberg, right? Um, the, I will say those three were to me the best. It was not, it, it was not Prishpilko's night. Um, they have a lot of issues, also generating attacking plays, and they're a very vulnerable team if the two center backs are not on point. And I think today uh, both of their center backs were able to neutralize Pato, you know, uh, were able to, to, I mean, they took notes and from the Orlando's last game and those, those open opportunities that he had in the first game were not available. It's just, it's just, were not available, but there was a lot of physicality. Um, and, and well, uh, to me, the goal of Urso should have stand it uh, again, 
and you know i give praises also to to pedro galese right and i'm gonna show this picture now he tied joe bendick's um record uh 13 clean sheets um you know in orlando city history right uh there's a big accomplishment in me peruvian news and all that good stuff uh communications also put a nice tweet and everything um you know i think uh Orlando, even though a lot of people are not convinced with the performance, uh, it's getting there. Uh, connections are happening. Um, I love the fact that um, Moutinho's uh, performance yesterday, uh, well, um, yeah, yesterday was, was, was superb. Well, Saturday was superb. Um, Juan Antonio Carlos overperforming, in my opinion. And when it comes to Torres, you know, he switches sides – he, I think we need to have more partnerships for him. Him and Araujo link up because they're both Uruguayan. You know, they they, they kind of know each other. I think the three Uruguayans are linking up a lot. Once he gets a link up like he did with Ruan on the, on the last game and, and he gets more accustomed to the way Oscar wants things done, I think he will succeed in this league and he will score a lot of goals, um, you know. But he, he's, he's trying to generate attacking plays, you know, and, and I can definitely understand that. And it's just going to get better and better. What are your thoughts on, on this game on, on the soccer side, um, Dave? No, absolutely. I think uh, it was a well-executed um, game. Um, before I make my, uh, before I make my, um, my comment of my, my review of the game, there's two uh, – listeners that have said two things that are, are critical and what I'm about to say. One is our friend Jim D uh, when it comes to um, is that it? Uh, yes. Okay. So VAR evidence has to be clear or has to be clear on the order ruling on the field should stand, especially when the center ref has such a good view of the play, which is absurd. And I agree. And then uh, he actually had a comment before that about the the how the yellow cards that it took too long, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Luis, because I I don't think I can go back on my end. Um, it's right there. It's on the screen. Okay, great. So, yes, absolutely. And uh, basically, both of our matches, the ref held off too long on giving yellows. The game starts to spiral out of control, which I agree at 100%. And then everyone, everyone, everyone ends up getting yellows and, or, and some send-offs. Poor game management. And our friend Ahmed Salim uh, says that I think the live audio during the VAR would be the way to go. It will provide transparency. And the reason why I, I wanted to read those uh, comments is because if you look at how this referee allowed game to happen... Fabian Herbers had an awful foul on Facundo Torres. A, a foul that could have ended, ended his season, my friends. I, I would like for you two guys to go back. Not only uh, f uh, f uh, he basically uh, knocked Facundo off, off his uh, feet at full, uh, full uh, speed, uh, Facundo hit his face uh, on the, on the ground. And, uh, you know, I thought that was an awful foul in my opinion, excessive, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, against the safety of the player. In my opinion, I would have, I would have sent them off, but you know, this man allowed, uh, Ch Chicago to, to manhandle our players. And, and I don't think 
that was wise. One of the things, if I am an owner and I allow and I see this rough housing like this, I will go to the league and I say, hey, I just I just spent ten million dollars on this guy. Why is this ref allowing my investment to be you know handled like that? You know, and uh, to be honest with you, Orlando City kept cool heads. That's to me the biggest thing that we should be taking away uh, in 2022, Luis. We are not seeing our players get stupid fouls, stupid yellow cards um, by running their mouth or retaliating. You guys okay. remember that the game against New York City, we went, you know, Juan got a, in, in, such an incredible bad red card for retaliating because that's that's exactly what New York City wanted because they couldn't beat us any other way. So we are keeping cool heads even on conditions that are not as good as uh, we would like. I think, that, like I said before, the pitch was unfortunately uh, a detriment to our, uh, our game style. Uh, we still seeing how uh, Facundo Torres is uh, getting that partnership with Juan. Uh, like you said, Facundo and uh, Cesar know each other. Obviously, they are going to be uh, teammates in the national team coming up soon here in March. So there's going to be a call-up. There's going to be two games, I believe, and you correct me. I think one is Brazil and the other one is Ecuador, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, for, for, for Uruguay? For Uruguay, yeah. No, no, no. Uruguay Chile, no, is Peru. No, they play Peru. Peru Chile, right? in, they, play, they play Peru, which is, I think, a final uh-huh. Uh, because um, they're going to face, Gales is going to face Araujo and Torres. I mean, I don't know if they'll be starters, right. but um, obviously because the depth of the Uruguayan team is like a lot, a lot of good players. Um, and that's a 24th, so, if I'm not mistaken, right? R- right. And then after that, so they play at home against Peru, right? Peru is, is, is going to play away. And they're going to travel to Montevideo. And then they play Chile in Santiago. Okay, so uh, so there we go, guys. So we're gonna have we're gonna, we're gonna be missing some key uh, pieces in March. We're gonna have to uh, make do with without them. Uh, but you know, these guys are playing a lot together. They are they are definitely uh, linking up in a very good way. Mauricio showing maturity and uh, the type of skill that we would like on a number ten, and also as our captain. The thing of concern, Luis, is I we do not know who's gonna be uh, his uh, heir apparent. Uh, you know, who's our number ten, uh, either in the bench or uh, within our starters. We I, I honestly just don't see a substitute for Mauricio. God forbid um, he gets hurt. Um, Pato, in my opinion. Had a decent game, um, but again, he's in a position in uh, the uh, 4-3-2-1 where he needs service. He's basically playing as a target, and uh, unfortunately, um, he, you know, he, like I said, the passes were not coming to him due to the win if we were trying to go to, uh, with the long pass. And uh, also the surface, again, uh, was, was really bad. Uh, Benjamin Michelle, in my opinion, had a, a, a decent game. Uh, we have said before, Benji most likely is a placeholder for uh, Gaston Gonzalez when he gets here. Uh, by the way, Gaston Gonzalez had another superb game this past weekend. And uh, Joao Moutinho, Joao Moutinho uh, continues to, um, you know, to prove me, prove me wrong. 
that he deserves to be right. the starting left back. Uh, Rodrigo Schlegel um, did very well, in my opinion. Uh, obviously, the partnership, it, it was sort of weird because uh, in the offseason, in the preseason, it was Rodrigo and Jansen that primarily were in that uh, tandem. And uh, we know Antonio basically had zero preseason, uh, but uh, Rodrigo held his own. And Antonio Carlos, a player that uh, so underrated. If Antonio Carlos doesn't make the MLS All-Star this year, uh, I'm, uh, I'll be completely surprised and, and disappointed. Yeah. Because this is a guy that puts in a shift. And uh, not only that, that is so consistent, so technically savvy. And uh, who understands that his job is to allow his goalkeeper to do as little as possible. And uh, in, in, I, in, I, I think that the familiarity of our back line, I mean, these guys know each other. They understand each other. Uh, you know, they, they, they seem to get along very well on and off the pitch. And, and it's translated very well. So in my opinion, you know, we had a great game. Um, Chicago looked like a team that is just getting to know each other. They have massive changes and uh, we wish them well you know i'm not uh i'm not gonna you know crap all over them i just think that um you know their pitch is gonna be a detriment to this team 17 home games like that i just don't see it uh so we already played our uh, our one game this season it's water under the bridge and now we can be looking forward to uh fc cincinnati uh, when it comes to what you were saying about mauricio pereira yeah i mean he's playing um i think great and I think because he's so free playing his actual position, he's excelling, right? Um, he's uh, the, the only thing I, I say about Facundo Torres, which has come up in the in the chat also, is um, you know, it's just to me, it's just he he needs to find, you know, they need to find them a partners to to work with, and um, I think Ruan is one of them on that right wing. I think he needs to stay on the right wing. Um, it, it, the score you see here is is just something that Sofa score does. Uh, personally, I think he should have been higher than this, at least 7.4, 7.3. Um, and uh, I think Cesar Araujo should have been higher also. Uh, it's just uh, one thing I did notice is Benji, right? Benji, Benji Michelle only had like a 16% per, uh, passing rate, according to the stats that I'm looking at right now. And, um, I mean, it's just a matter of a lot of people are saying, you know, the wings don't have depth. And, um, you know, like you said, Gaston Gonzalez is coming mid-year. And, um, but we're going to have a lot of people leaving, right? We're going to have a lot of people leaving. So what do we do, right? Personally, I think uh, Pato could play, um, Pereira could play one of the wings, believe it or not. He can. Uh, his preferred position is there. But I mean, I personally wouldn't put Pato as a as a as a right back. Uh, sorry, as a as a, a right wing, uh, because of the the back and forth you have, and obviously he he's a center forward, but he can also play the ten, right? So you will have to change your your four two three one to something that Pato may be able to play behind a forward like Erjan Kara. What I love about Erjan Kara is that the goal happened as soon as he came into the game. And uh, a player like that is just going to get better and better. Um, obviously, he's coming of a little knock. I think uh, Oscar is sticking with what's working right now. But eventually, like he said before, he could play with both. 
right? He could play with both, and then Pata could play as a 10 also, you know? But we need to see a little bit more link-ups from the mid to the wingers. To me, I think if we get that jot down, just like we've gotten jot down the defense, because our defense is probably the best in the East right now, in my opinion, is the best in the East. I mean, from the keeper, from the two center backs, and also Rodrigo that excelled in this last game. Usually a lot of people think, oh, Rodrigo's going to come in, you know, and I don't know what kind of performance he's going to have. But yesterday, he, um, um, the last game he delivered. He delivered uh, wholeheartedly. And then Joao Moutinho, too, playing a great game. So I think the back line is fine, but we need to find link-ups from the mid onto the wings because that's the game where Facundo Torres excels at, and we've seen Benji excel. We just need more consistency, right? Which is going to get there. Um, it could have been the pitch, you know, like you said, but we shouldn't really, you know, I think we need to get better than that because we're going to play in so many pitches and different, and we're going to play against Galaxy. We're going to play against Austin. So we, we, we have to adapt, right? We, got, we need to adapt. So I think we're, we're on the right track. You know, we're on the right track. And, again, we should have definitely won that game, right? <laughs> uh, Dave. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go to the comments because there's some very good ones. And you guys reminded me of an incident that was not reviewed by VAR. The elbow to the head of Cesar Araujo. That, my friends, was a red. That was not reviewed. Uh, was uh, On the pitch, was given a oh, yellow. Yep. And... I'm sorry. I saw that review, and uh, you know, if the goal was the the goal that was scored was disallowed, if that was not a non goal, this was a red. But my friends, you know, we have selective uh, choosing here. We got our friend uh, Skeeter Jeep there. Um, second, uh, second, I am more confused now than uh, two games ago. Who actually is going to produce goals, but they look lost. And on reachable, Caraslow and Tesho, well, is Tesho. Well, you know, it, it, in this case, I have to say, Tesho came in as a contention player, basically hold-up play. Um, I, I, in my opinion, Tesho had a, a, a very good game for the amount of minutes that he had. Uh, he was not really uh, there to score goals. And, and that's a misconception that a lot of our fans have of Tesho, which is has this is a question that has been asked to Oscar Pareja constantly uh, because they, they see they see Tesho as a guy that needs to score goals. But there's several locations in which our real number nine, I'm making air quotes, uh, it's on the pitch, and Tesho comes in to assist uh, in, in, the, in the attack, but not necessarily to be the target man. Um, so let's, let's keep that uh, on the forefront. Um, I think I think to to add that in into that comment, yes, um, I think I think uh, when when he says Pata look lost and unreachable, it was because he's he had two towers in front of him, Sinchas and Almsberg. They had a good. How game. tall are those guys? They 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 neutralized them. I mean, and you gotta understand, it's the second game playing. You know, almost almost the full minutes, right? And uh, and and before that, he's been silent for how long? Right, so yeah, that's true. We gotta right, so you gotta understand. I mean, these players have also done their preseason and they're excelling. I mean, you see them in green right here, right? So they've they've got a high rating because they they actually found a way to neutralize. They were some of the best players on that pitch for for Chicago, and uh, you know, uh, Pato is right there. And like I said, there's no link up between 
there's no there was no link up i mean 16 percent um accuracy for for benji on the left wing that's really no creation on the left wing in my opinion and then you know facundo you have going from right to left trying to find the open space trying to play and then they're already you know the core group is is functioning based on previous seasons mm-hmm. so they're like functioning on previous seasons and so he needs to get used to that same rhythm right Which he will get he will get there it's just i mean it's game two you know I, I, and we can't expect uh in my opinion i mean uh, i've never seen i mean even neymar when he came to barcelona i mean uh, in game two he didn't do really much right uh eventually you know and i'm i know i'm trying to compare neymar to to facundo torres what i'm trying to say is you know i, I understand how much it was paid for this player I understand how much excitement he's bringing to the franchise. He's bringing to the team. He's bringing to the city. We just gotta make sure it's game two. I think the game. Uh, I think the team performed, uh, in my opinion, well, uh, despite you know the lack of creation from mid to wings. To me, that's the observation I make, uh, and I think they're just gonna get better. Uh, Absolutely. And there's a question here, uh, Luis, uh, from our friend Antonio Rodriguez that I would love to answer. All right, Antonio, you asked. This is a ran- this random, but do you guys think about the possibility of getting Rafa Ramos again at right back? First of all, Rafa Ramos, I love him as a player, as a human being, incredible person. Um, it's not a far-fetched idea. Rafa Ramos has a green card. That means that uh, they are good for 10 years. That means that he will be considered a uh, native player. The, rea- the, the, the reality is, is Rafa Ramos is very happy in Portugal. He's playing for a team out of the Azores. Um, and I just don't think we can afford him. Unfortunately, uh, the, his salary will command uh, quite uh, up there. And um, to be honest with you, I think uh, I think his chapter with us has ended. Uh you know, he has moved on with his life. Uh, he has nothing but good things to say about Orlando. You can see it on his social media. He treasures his time here. Uh, but, um, you know, it. Um, I think his time with us ended in a very bad note. He was, you know, he was always hurt. Something that has not happened since. Uh, surprise, surprise. But, um, but I think uh, at right back we have uh, definitely good players that can fill that role. And uh, as we move forward... Um, we are going to be playing a different style of play too. I think Rafa Ramos was a very inchy type player. If he ever returns to MLS, I just don't think it's going to be Orlando, most likely uh, Minnesota, to be honest with you. But uh, uh, Luis, uh, the, the clock is ticking, and uh, I guess it's time to to talk about our next opponent. Yeah, sure. Uh, we have uh, Cincinnati, right? We have Cincinnati, is Orlando City. Uh, you know, what to expect. Let's... Um... I mean, personally, we need to. I mean, we, we're playing at home, right? We we, we need to definitely. Oh, we're sure our seven thirty this Saturday. Uh, exactly, we're playing this Saturday, and we gotta we gotta win. I mean, who who would you who would you put, right? I mean, personally, I have the the lineup here. Uh, we can create the lineup now. Same uh, lineup, in my opinion, same lineup uh, as Chicago with uh, Robin Jansen joining. Yeah, four two. Uh, Hold on, four, is it four, three, two, one, right? Yeah, Sorry, four, two, three, one, yes. 
Four two three one, yeah. Four two. Yes, four two three. Four two three one. Right. Um, I would like to see Karis start. Um, I know. Um, I think. Um, I would like to see Karis start. In my opinion, I mean, this is just something I would like. But I mean, if, if you disagree. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, it, uh, it. I mean, um, it, let's let's be honest here. Uh, Karis was brought in to score goals. He's the classic number nine. Right. His words. I would like. Um, I would like to see him. I would like to see him start um, and and see see what we can do. Exactly. Um, Kick the tires know, a little bit, especially playing against uh, Cincinnati, which you know they're not doing so well. You know, and then obviously Galese, right, right on top. Uh, of, of course. Now, when it comes to when it comes to that yellow card about time waste, time wasting, he's trying to get better at that. I mean, that has happened to him in the national team as well. There's nothing against Galese, but I mean he he's he, he's gotten on the national team a bunch of times. Um, obviously the core, uh, Ruan. I mean, and we need to have also, you know, depending on the opponent, I think we should give them a little bit of a rest too, right? Because we need we want that consistency, you know, full blown, and we also want some of our bench players to 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 get minutes, right? So in in my opinion, if we are two zero. You know, and I think Oscar would probably feel the same. If, if we're two or three zero in the first half, you know, change some of the uh, change yeah, Ruan, you know, change change one of the center backs, change maybe Mauricio. I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what we need to do because um, obviously injuries has have always plagued us, especially on the way to the playoffs. So yes, um, and what's coming is going to be on the road too. So. And it's a World Cup year, so yeah, we gotta we gotta make sure you know we have a lot of players that are gonna probably gonna play that World Cup. Sebastian Mendes, Galese, Torres, Araujo, those are four right there. So, um, all right, and then we have uh, Jensen right there. He's gonna be back mm-hmm. um, for sure. Uh, here, uh, I would like to see Mutinho uh, again. I think it's working. I think he's in a he, he elevated his game uh, the past He's two hot. games. He's hot. Let's leave him hot. Um, same with, uh, I mean, since Adel has a yellow, right? Um, how many yellows does he have already? Two. two. I'll right. see him on this one and put uh, Salas Mendes. Yeah, I would, I would put Mendes here. Yeah, that's right. Um, and here, let's just do Junior Urso. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mauricio right here as a 10 because he's been excelling. Shoot. This thing. <laughs> Pereira. For sure. Right here. That This is the thing we need to really, I mean, Benji, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think we're playing at home. I think he's played his best games at home. It's game two. I think he's an outstanding player. I think he needs to be supported by the fans. Uh, he loves this city. He loves Orlando. He loves the fans. Mm-hmm. He, and I think uh, he's going to – I I'm probably going to – I'm predicting it right now. I think it's going to be a good game. So I'm going to give him one more time, one more chance for sure. I mean, Benji. Um, let's go with Benji here. And here, obviously, Facundo Torres, right? Absolutely. And Facundo Torres. But – Again, you know, we have options up top two. Uh, I mean, what other options? Yeah, and, and in this game, I will, I will, I will give forty-five minutes to Facundo and Yankem because I'm, I'm telling you guys right now, 
Uh, FC Cincinnati. Jeez, uh, where can we start with this? And, and, and I'm sorry, Luis, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just, I just realized ahead, I did. <laughs> uh, last three games against these folks uh, were 1-0 uh, in favor of Orlando, 1-1 tie, 3-0 in favor, in favor of Orlando. Um, I mean, the reality here, my friends, is that uh, our series with them, three victories for Orlando, two draws, uh, zero wins for FCC Cincinnati. That's going to remain this Saturday. Um, I, 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 I feel bad for them, uh, the fan base, knowing what we have gone through, uh, knowing that they had a glorious passing in, in uh, USL. But, uh, you know, it, this, is, uh, this is a game where we can't be feeling sorry for what's going on in Cincinnati. We got to smash them. Really, really, really got to smash them good. I think it's a game where, you know, we are going to – I would like to see a lot of these guys uh, with limited minutes because what's coming is Galaxy on the road, uh, Portland on the road. Those are going to be really, really, really tough matches. If you've seen uh, Jimmy Chara with the Chilenas with the bicycle kick two games in a row, that, that game is going to be a, a, a bomb waiting to explode. So – what what I would like to see this Saturday is uh, it's it's just basically you know a team that is going to destroy teams like this you know bad teams you gotta you gotta destroy them you gotta win at home uh, I don't care how many goals we score on them I just want to win and uh, a defeat against FC Cincinnati will be something disastrous a humiliation I don't think that's gonna happen a tie at home against FC Cincinnati. Then we need to start asking questions. I don't think that's going to happen either. So that's uh, to me. That's uh, that's what's going to happen this this Saturday. I, I don't think, Luis, that we need to try to reinvent the wheel here. Uh, FC Cincinnati uh, has been have been has been awful. I believe they they had a man advantage and they squandered it uh, on the last two games. Uh, they're just they're just a bad team. I, I and and I don't understand how this team continues to be this bad. They get rid of front office members. They get rid of the manager. They get rid of half the team, and they're still just as bad as the year before. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going through a whole uh, – I mean, their team is just not not working out. I mean, I think uh, D.C. United also had a terrible game. I mean, they only won 1-0 against them. Um, <clears throat> personally, like you said, right, I mean, let's take this uh, game by game. Right. And uh, I think um, even though Jim D says three, five, uh, three, five, two with Pato and Kara up top, I honestly want to prevent injuries uh, because if you do a three, five, two, you're going to need a third one here. And Ruana Moutinho will do the wing, the wings. Right. Um, kind of like playing like the Chelsea style with, mm -hmm. with three backs and two wingers on the side. Uh, we've tried that before, and uh, all it has cost is for room, you know, for unfortunately the back and forthness. I mean, we could definitely try it against FC Cincinnati for sure. I feel comfortable doing it. It's just that I don't see them excelling on it. I think we're finding partnerships, and we're seeing that Moutinho is working fine right now in this system. This system is actually working, uh, you know, fine for this team. Uh, Ruan and Facundo Torres are linking up 
Uh, they linked up uh, on the last two games. They had some some sort of uh, surprising plays on the right wing. I think we need to keep that up. Uh, but I think we need to see Kara. I think I would like to see Pato as a as a change of pace player coming in the, you know, minute sixty, minute minute forty five. But it's also good for him, in my opinion. It's also good for him. And if, like I said, if we're already like up 2-0 first half or 3-0 first half. Yeah, bank wholesale changes. Right. We need to make some changes because, I mean, like you said, you know, we're going to play against the, some of the West teams. Uh, but, I mean, you were mentioning Portland. I think Portland has a team that we can definitely, I mean, definitely play. The Portland oh, we play absolutely. against the, yeah, I mean, the Portland we play in the MLS is back. Uh, in my opinion, it was a better team than this one. Uh, even though they have the Chara brothers, but, I mean, it's just – um, we, I think we have the back line to, to contain. I mean, we've contained a world class player like Shakiri. They've mm-hmm. contained so many good players. I think I think we're going to be okay. And that in that game, we're definitely going to need uh, Araujo, right? For sure, absolutely. But concentrating on this, I think this should be. I think this is a good lineup to to face FC Cincinnati. No, absolutely. And it looks like also, um, you know, like we have speculated before, it looks like probably the boys, once they head out to L.A., they're going to stay in the West Coast for the week uh, before uh, going to Portland. So it's going to be a long uh, season on the road, if you will. Uh, Also, uh, we're going to be playing in some very uh, hard places to play. Uh, Portland, aside from the fact that it uh, you know has a huge fan base behind them, also has one of the smallest pitches in in, in MLS. So it's going to be a very cagey match. Uh, LA Galaxy definitely is not going to do us any favors. Um, I I think they're a one trick pony, in my opinion. Um, Charlotte neutralized them very well, only losing on a golazo. Uh, one of those that you just basically stand and clap because that's all you can do. So if a team that has defensive deficiencies, uh, really bad ones, uh, managed to do that, I think we can. Um, I will be satisfied with a four-point uh, trip on the road. But uh, to go back to this Saturday, listen, we're already talking about the next two games. You know why? Because FC Cincinnati is not a challenge, my friends. That's that's what it boils down to. I mean, we uh, can, I mean, we we can't we can like you know just say that they're. I mean, I yeah. understand. I, I understand they're. I mean, they've been pretty bad, but I mean, we don't want to sound like. Oh, oh yeah, of course, please. But yeah. I'm sorry, my friends. I I I. I oh, th- there's only three teams I'm gonna disrespect in this manner this year, and is one is Miami, one is Charlotte, was, and one is and then one is one. Oh, listen. Let's let's say that the Miami talks about when we play them, no, and the other one is Charlotte. I mean, the, the, there's three teams that we know are gonna be fighting for that uh, wooden spoon, and those are the guys. They happen to be in our conference, thank God, and uh, so that that means that better chances of us making playoffs. Um, but that I, I, you know, I just don't see my friends. I just don't see FC Cincinnati. Um, scoring against us or giving us any problems uh, with the quality that we have. If we play like we did last Saturday at home, we are definitely going to walk away with three points. Now, uh, I I encourage everybody to go to the game. It's the only home game in the month of March. So I encourage everybody to come to the game. 
because we are not going to see the boys at home until April 12th. And also, uh, the game against uh, Portland, it's the same night that we are playing, uh, the, the United States national team is playing here in Orlando. So for a lot of us, basically, uh, we're going to be catching that game on the way I'll, to I'll the be, stadium. I want to I wanna say hello to U.S. Soccer Communications. Um, my name is Luis Carlos Pineda. I've applied uh, for the game against Panama, guys. Uh, obviously, thank you to the 14 people live right now. Uh, but yeah, I would love to be there. Having her back, guys, you know, I'm, you know, but uh, appreciate you guys. Um, I did cover when I was in area sports, the U.S. Uh, women's and U.S. men's, you know, and I think uh, Orlando people kind of know me, the guys in the chat, you know, they're good pals, everybody at home, you know, Dave, you know, Orlando City Communications, help me out. We'll love to cover it, but definitely we're going to bring all the all the insights of, of that game also here to Loud and Proud Orlando. And obviously, why not, right? Uh, it's our national team. So um, absolutely delighted. You know, it's, it's an important game for them too. Uh, very important game. Is that is that essentially a must win for, for the U.S.? Yes. So, and so it's going to be a, a good night of soccer that day, right? Orlando oh, absolutely. And the U.S. And I'll be there with my family. Uh, the the occasion does not escape us. It's super important. We're playing for our 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 ticket to uh, Qatar or Qatar or Qatar, however you Qatar. pronounce the name of the country. Yeah, I know it's, it's a mess for me. It's too. a mess. It's a mess. Uh, I would like to um, uh, also touch this this story over the weekend. Uh, Sasha question who uh, played in Orlando City, as you guys all know, um, he had a, a incredible moment on the pitch. And there it is. Um, so basically, uh, you guys can read, and I'll, I'll read it for the benefit of the folks that are, uh, are on audio. Uh, this is a tweet from Sasha. My wife and I visited this young man back in 2010 at Children's Hospital LA. Today, I ran into his parents at, uh, in our hotel lobby in Charlotte. His name is Chris uh, Haggard, and he's a rookie midfielder for Charlotte FC. I gave him a jersey once. Hopefully, he will give me his tomorrow. And I think this is a fantastic story of how our football here in the United States is growing. Um, uh, Sasha elaborated later on, saying that he, you know, he he met this little kid that had a uh, liver transplant. Um, eight years old. I can't imagine as a parent, my child at eight years old, uh, having a situation like that. By the way. Uh, the liver is one of those organs that you can cut and it will regrow. So, uh, so you know, if if you were, are to have a situation, best cases uh, is a liver because you know you you don't need the whole thing. You just need a piece of somebody's liver, and 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 then it will grow and, and all that good stuff. But uh, the fact of the matter is, is their their parents went through a, a, a years of misery with 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 Chris. And for him to have been able to overcome that and becoming a professional football player to me is uh, incredible. And uh, the the power, th this is why when I see our Orlando City and uh, Orlando Pride players go to Arnold Palmer and to Winnie uh, to visit kids, this, 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 my friends, it's the, the, it's, it's the power of football. Um, Chris actually said that that visit impacted him. And, and push him forward to overcome this unfortunate situation in his life. And they were able to not only play against each other, but, you know, swap jerseys. And I know the Sasha being the, the – say what you will 
about Sasha as a player here in Orlando, which, in my opinion, he came in at the end of his career. Uh, off the pitch, he's a fantastic individual, a family man, and, um, you know, his work with the Orlando City uh, uh, Foundation uh, was second to none. So so kudos to Sasha and to, to this young man. And, of course, we cannot forget that this uh, past weekend, the attendance record for a single regular season game uh, for MLS was broken by Charlotte FC with 74,479 uh, fans in attendance. And I will take my banter hat off for a second, and I will say that if you would have told me this in 1996 when MLS started, I would have called you a liar. I would have called, you, I would have called it impossible. The fact that almost 75,000 people in the Carolinas decided to go watch a regular season game for MLS is fantastic in our country. We need to grow our sport. Uh, you know, I, I wish them the best. Obviously, uh, you know, they are, they will be our rivals coming up soon. We want to take the three points away from them. We want to beat them and all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, if, if, if it's, it's baby steps in the South to create, uh, uh, this network of teams, um, that can, uh, in one of the fastest growing areas in our country now uh, has well, uh, several teams. So it is important and, and something to be celebrated. And and I want to tell uh, some Charlotte fans um, something too. Um, be patient. You have one of the best coaches in South America. He won Copa Libertadores. He's won a lot of trophies. He's a very good coach. Um, he's coming to a different league. He's coming, uh, English is not his first language, but uh, he's a mastermind. Uh, you have a team that has some important players also, Titi Ortiz. He's very underrated, but he was a champion everywhere, he, everywhere he's been. You know, you have uh, Jordi Reina as well. He played in Germany, Austria. He's played in, uh, he played with Sadio Mane. He's in the Peruvian national team. Um, so you guys have uh, quite quite a team. Alan Franco, he left Brasileirao, you know, discarding many offers from different teams uh, over there, uh, playing some of the biggest clubs there. Uh, he's playing in Charlotte. Charlotte fans, I understand how it feels. I was there when Orlando City became an MLS team, and I understand how it happened. And you know, uh, here's my, here's the, yeah, I don't know, you cannot see it because, but here's the the soil of Exploria right here, right? This is, I think, proof that I was there. And uh, just be patient. Keep filling up the, keep filling up the stadium. Keep supporting. That's the best way. Uh, it's gonna happen. You guys just need a killer number nine. I'm sure you guys will get it, either when the window opens or whenever, you know, and you guys are probably going to get a, a, a good one too, because your coach, uh, it, in my opinion, he's a very good coach. I've seen him coach in different leagues and he's, he's been uh, nothing but, but, but good and won championships. So um, this is the way the MLS is growing. This is great, man. I mean, this is, this is, this is great. I think, uh, the whole system of expansion teams has worked successfully. This is kudos to the league. Kudos to every single owner of every single team. 
uh, for betting on on soccer in this country, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's why I'm saying it's so important that 2020 case is on its way. It's on its way. We're going to be hosting the World Cup, right? We're going to be hosting the World Cup, and this is going to be a game changer for the United States. So uh, I want to um, thank uh, Orlando City Communications. Uh, we do have a couple of videos. Uh, I'm not going to play them because we're about to close the the show. But um, essentially, I want to I want to show them to you. Editor X presents. This is uh, Oscar Pereja Jr. Urso post game conference. If you have not seen it yet, go see it. Uh, it's on our YouTube channel. I want to thank uh, everybody. We're almost at 320 subs. Uh, help us get to 500. You know, we're halfway. Oh, we're right there. We're right there. Let's get to 500, and then obviously 1K is is the goal of the year. Uh, as you can see, we're live. We also have, if you missed uh, some of the games, uh, we have more footage from, you know, thank you that provides, uh, Orlando City Communications provides for us, which we kindly appreciate. And subscribe to our channel and all social media outlets. Um, anything else you want to say, uh, Dave, before we close? Uh, no, I, uh, just, that, well, again, thank you for everybody that uh, that is live with us for <laughs> the last hour and a half. Uh, and, uh, you know, this Saturday, let's go to the game guys. Let's go to the game. Right. Let's, you know, I'll let's invite there. a friend that uh, has never seen Orlando city. Let's try to, let's try to, uh, spread the joy of, of the, the beautiful game and, uh, and of Orlando city. And, uh, you know, let's, let's remain positive, supporting, uh, our club. Uh, and just like, uh, we're, uh, uh, our manager said, you know, we just got to be patient. We've got to allow these players to find their footing. And I'm willing to do that. I uh, The future is bright, and uh, I'm super excited about what's going to happen this Saturday. Yeah, super excited as well. well I'll be there also. I want to thank, again, Orlando City Communications for all the footage shown in this and the pictures also. Mark Thor, uh, 118Creative also with a wonderful background here behind us of the people from, from the wall. So thank you so much. Um, you know, and uh, before I go, again, I want to um, say you can join us a lot of Proud Orlando. I know that I've been slacking uh, when it comes to s- sending a tweet. I will be sending a tweet and make, making a flyer. We're looking for new members, right, that want to join our team. Uh, if you want to cover, get to cover also Orlando City like me, uh, OCB, Orlando Pride, we're going to need uh, some writers, journalists, um, or even if you're a fan, you just want to be able to experience the team differently and, and be able to be a positive influence in, in this beautiful community called um, Orlando City, Orlando Pride, and OCB, uh, send us a DM. Uh, we're definitely looking for you, especially if you're a local, if you're an Orlando person, you know, you know Orlando from the back of your head, you know, you know exactly what it means to live in this city. So send us a DM. I'm definitely um, interested in, in, in having you over. And also you can join us here live on, on a couple of shows, uh, bringing information also for Orlando Pride. The season's about to start as well, OCB as well. So we're going to need all hands on. So if you're interested, send us a DM. Uh, my, my Twitter is at Pineda underscore ORL, also available on uh, Instagram at Pineda underscore ORL. And then obviously Dave is at Florida underscore man 76. Uh, anything else before we go, Dave, before we, we close shop? Nothing. Just remain purple, remain faithful, my friends. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for all your all your comments, for all your input. We'll see you guys next week. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel. We're on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. Click on the notification bell for all notifications. We're live on Facebook as well. We also have a group called the Orlando City Informed Discussion Group. Uh, and we're also on, on, on three other Facebook groups too that we keep posting. We're very consistent with the postings. Uh, I know a lot of people probably don't like it, but we're very consistent. We just like to spread the word out because um, our goal is to obviously provide the best content possible for the city beautiful. So if that's a, if, if that's a crime, then hold me accountable, right? And uh, next week I'll be wearing my Omar Bamba shirt. Watch, <laughs> watch out guys, my Omar Bamba shirt, specifically for, for the Facebook groups. Uh, we're live on Facebook now, also on Twitter as LPO Podcast. And again, thank you to Orlando City Communications for all the footage. We'll see you guys next week. Vamos Orlando! Vamos Orlando! Vamos Orlando. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter, as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.